For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to our Friday show. Uh, Linda, it's been great getting to catch up with you and uh, talk through a lot of different topics. Uh, so hopefully those who have listened, I uh, know have been encouraged by it. Uh, if you've missed out on those, uh, I'd encourage you all to go check them out. Um, today, uh, we're going to end with the question of what should I think or how should I feel about God's sovereignty and election? Um, this is, you know, as I'm thinking back over my years of youth ministry, this would definitely be in, um, you know, the top five questions I get. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a question that, you know, let's just kind of call out our uh, Presbyterian uh, youth students. A lot of them just want to win an argument, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. in their class. Um, and so I know that's some of the motivation for the question, but um, it is, I mean, it's a difficult doctrine for us to wrap our minds around and uh, has a lot of uh, yeah, difficult uh, aspects to understand. So as a student comes up to you and asks this question, how do you go about answering? Yeah, I mean, like you just said, one of the first things I acknowledge, I acknowledge is that it's a hard topic, right? I, we get questions about it, um, I think, whenever the topic comes up. Two years ago, Kurt Cooper taught that elective at RWM, the middle school Florida one, on election. And we had a number of students attend that. And one student afterward told me she had no idea what he was talking about the whole time. And another student. We could probably um, came... just fault. We can fault Kurt with that. I mean, we can just. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. He's a good yeah, friend. So... He's a friend. We, we're just joking. But yeah. go back. You're being serious. You, you said a student just had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, she she had no idea what he was talking about the whole time, um, right? And so it was it was hard for her to get it. And then there was another student who she just wanted to know a lot more about the subject afterwards and wanted to talk more about it. You know, I, I think both responses show it's a hard concept to get your mind around, even for adults, even for people who are studied in the scriptures and in theology, it can be difficult, right? And so add to that only being in middle school, not having the same brain development, not having the same reasoning skills. And it makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) right? That we're getting all these questions about this. So often the questions are coming up um, and they're along the lines of how can God do that? Like, how is it fair for God to choose some and not everyone? Right. And, and some students will try to reason out, well, maybe it's fair because what God does is he he looks into the future to see what we're going to be like. And he picks us based off of that. And anytime election comes up in a lesson somehow, I try to take a, a moment to refute that thinking because that's works based. That's God choosing us based on our own merits. And our salvation has nothing to do with our works or our merits. That's not the gospel. Right. And so when the, when the questions are about how is that fair? Um, often I, I can point students to scriptures like Ephesians 1, um, that he predestined us in love, or Romans 9. And I mean, there's so much there, but it goes through like 
who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Well, what does molded say to its molder? Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay? Right. And just pointing out to us, like, God, God chooses people in love. And, and, and who are we to, to ask him, like, and, and to question him, like, how can this be right? And so I can point them to a lot of scriptures like that and, and try and reason through the topic with them. Right. So reason through what is fairness? Fairness, um, I think they're talking about like getting what we deserve. Right. And so I have to help students see, well, what do we all deserve? We deserve hell. If if God sent all of us immediately to be eternally punished, that would be fair. And anything else that we get is is a grace that we don't deserve. So so God's not at fault to to choose um, only some and not all to be saved, right? Because if he chose none to be saved, he wouldn't be at fault. Um, and I have to help students go from man-centered thinking to God-centered thinking and going from thinking, hey, that's not fair, um, to thinking God is just and he's gracious to choose even some. And I think if you can keep coming back to what do we know about God's character, right? That God is good and he's just and he's wise and all that. If, if we know those things about him, then even when it's hard for us to swallow some things, um, we can still trust him. Because I can trust that even though that, that's hard for me to get my mind around and it doesn't make sense to me, it's still good and just and wise. Yeah, once again, I mean, you're just saying so many good things. I mean, I like where you start of just acknowledging this is a hard question. <laughs> I mean, that that just needs to be said. And this can be, you know, <clears throat> not only hard for us to, to understand, but hard for us to accept, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But then also, you know, shifting our focus, like you said, to more theocentric understanding. And, uh, and, and I think so much is connected to you know, our, our anthropology, you know, the doctrine of man. I mean, understanding, uh, you know, total depravity, uh, that we are sinful in our understanding of sin, um, you know, and talking about fairness there and what, what is what is fair. Um, so, yeah, there's, yeah, so, so much, um, you know, good stuff that you're saying there. And I was trying to think, what was the last point you just said right before? Um, trusting like God's character yes. that he's good and just and wise. Yeah. I mean, pointing the back to the, the character of God. I mean, that is, um, you know, cause as these students are asking this question, I mean, that's what they are calling to question is God's character. Mm-hmm. You, you know, is, is he, uh, is he good? Is he being fair? Um, and so pointing them to those, those, um, scriptures of just, you know, God is faithful and loving and gracious and merciful and all of these things. Um, so yeah, pointing back to the character of God is, is a huge place uh, to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to actually, when I started my job in, in Birmingham, um, immediately I was thrown into teaching through Tulip to junior hires. <laughs> um, and so we had to go through these things and, um, yeah, I, I used the book um, Chosen by God by R.C. Sproul. That was given to me as a resource to use for it. And I, I found that helpful in, in uh, yeah, just thinking through election and the questions that could come up. Um, yeah, that was helpful for even a junior high context to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had some people um, 
I think he's, yeah, actually John Quasney on this podcast said, um, just starting with Chosen with God, and uh, he was not necessarily reformed in his thinking, and he said before he finished that book, uh, he definitely was, and so that's that's a resource that, mm-hmm. yeah, one of those that everyone should own and, and should, should read for sure. Um, very helpful. Um, I think with this topic, it's really easy, again, like I said before on one of our other days, it's easy for a topic like this um, for people to come away with a bad taste in their mouths, right? And so one of the other things I'm trying to do with a conversation like this is to help people see that this is actually a good thing, um, you know, and help people see the practical applications of this. So election means that God chose us out of love based on no merit within us. And, and that's a good thing. That, that means that when I ask the question, why me? the answer is no reason other than God's love, right? And that, that makes me humble because there's nothing that's better about me than anyone else that he would choose me. And it, it makes me um, thankful. It gives me gratitude, right? Um, it magnifies God's work and salvation that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. Um, and it's such good news because it means I didn't have to earn my salvation. You know, students have to earn their place in, in so many things like they have to earn their place on the team, earn their grade, earn their social status, uh, social standing, whatever. And, and if God chooses just based out of love and not out of our merits, then that that's good news. And it's good news because it means that God loves me because he wants to, not because he's obligated to, he wasn't obligated to choose anyone, but he chose to love his people. Um, that's good news. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And once again, that just helps um, hopefully correct some of the <clears throat> the thinking there, because we know that there are many who don't grasp uh, election predestination and, mm-hmm. and, and they label it as harsh and unloving mm-hmm. and, you know, lacking in grace. Um, and so, yeah, to see that this is a loving doctrine you know, as we come to understand it more and more. And yeah, we want to be sensitive with those and as it is a difficult thing to wrestle with. Uh, but then also, as you said there too, just reminding us um, that that you know we we aren't the center of the universe as far as salvation goes. We had nothing to do with that. Um, that God pursued us even when we weren't looking for Him mm-hmm. and running in the other direction. Um, and so, kind of just again having that theocentric view. You know, we always we often want to take the scriptures and read them and think, okay, what does this have to say for me? Um, but first and foremost, it's a book about God and His glory and his work of salvation and what he's accomplished. And um, so again, kind of removing us from the center and focusing on him. So yeah, a lot of good uh, stuff there. Is there anything you want to say as we, we close this out? Um, I think personally for me, election is a comforting doctrine because it means that if someone doesn't become a believer, that's not my fault. You know, like I know that God will save those that he has chosen. And I can rest in that because I I come from a family of unbelievers. And so I don't have to worry if one of my family members dies as an unbeliever. Like, was was that my fault? Um, Like I can I can share the gospel with confidence and leave the results up to God and rest in that. And I I think that that's um, 
yeah, something that, that you can point out to students too, um, especially if they have loved ones that, that aren't saved too, or, or just friends. Um, and, and they don't have confidence in, in sharing the gospel. You're like, man, it's, it's not up to you. Um, and so the pressure is off of you. You, you share the gospel and you leave the results up to God. Um, I think it's a comforting thing. Hmm. Yes, definitely a, a comfort for sure. Um, Linda, it's been fun getting to talk about this as well as other things all this week. And as I always say, I appreciate your time because I know uh, you have a lot on your plate. And um, as we're recording this, this is a Wednesday and you're about to have <laughs> a bunch of junior hires and senior hires running in uh, the building. So I want to let you go and get on with that. But again, thanks for your time, Linda. Yeah, glad to do it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah.